0: Get ready for the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.
1: That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast, breaking down District 4, uh, week in, week out here on IdahoSports.com. My name is Brandon Bainey, joined this week by Max Headroom. <laughs> Scott Burton. What's up, Scott?
0: Hey, what's going on, Brandon? i uh, just just uh, getting uh, a little nostalgic with some 80s stuff and uh... – You know, one of the topics is going to have the word Max in it. And I thought, you know what? Max Headroom fits the bill.
1: Yeah. So uh, spoiler alert, we're going to do another deep dive into Max preps with the first round of the football playoffs upon us. There was a lot of discussion over the weekend about how it all works and all that good stuff. Uh, I felt like, you know, since we're going to be mathematicians today, I better wear my glasses to appear somewhat scholarly (laughs) as we try and discuss what exactly is going on before we get to the max preps talk though let's give a quick shout out to all of our state soccer teams that were competing last week the sun valley community school the cutthroat girls came home with the 3a championship nicely done
0: yeah their first ever girls soccer title and uh man what what an exciting time at the community school because you talk about soccer at the community school and it's usually the cutthroat men that are you know, buying for a title, and all of a sudden, here come the girls uh, that really ended up cruising in the state final game. You know, and talking to their their coach and in some people involved with that. You know, and, and you talk about seeding and stuff like that. that their you know, first game was against a seven seed, and that proved to be the most difficult game for them in the tournament. You know, so congratulations to them. They turned it on at the right time and got it done.
1: Yeah, they were the seven seed last year and got on the Cinderella run all the way to the state title match where they ultimately fell to Fruitland, so it was nice to see the cutthroat girls come through. And then we we had a pair of teams that we thought had a chance to win state, ended up taking second, but they should still be commended. The Wendell boys lost by a single goal to Sugar Salem in the 3A boys competition. And the Twin Falls girls, that old nemesis Bishop Kelly got in their way once again. But uh, Twin Falls uh, played really well uh, on the girls' side as well.
0: Yeah, they, they did, and and uh, ho hum Bishop Kelly with another title. It's almost it's it's almost not even fair, but uh, it is what it is. And um, congratulations to the Bruins for uh, another good showing. They've got a really good program there. Katie Kaufman does an amazing job uh, with her program and playing, you know, for titles and hardware year in and year out. And you know, uh, hats off to them. And and there's a couple things I want I want to get back to that community school thing really quick. Sure. Uh, just because there was a couple of fun little things that happened, you know, throughout the tournament and, and some things that they do to kind of give a little bit of personality to this cutthroat team is, uh, you know, I mean, this was obviously their first title. And so you kind of wonder how nerves are going to factor into this because, you know, like you said, they were the seventh seed last year. Most of the girls here you know, had not been in a position to where it's like, holy crap, we might win a state title and you don't know how that's going to affect him. And so when they got to the, to the field for, you know, the the state championship game uh, the sky was gray, wasn't raining yet, but then by the time they got off the bus, the hail started. And, and then, you know, according to their coach, it was stabbing little balls of ice and it was just coming down and, you know, and all the adults are scrambling for cover, looking for tents and coats and, you know, the girls from uh, the community school, I mean, it's almost like nothing was happening. They're just putting on their cleats, whistling their songs and and doing what they do. They got the soccer balls out and were kicking them around. And meanwhile, all the everybody else is scrambling, and they're just going about their business, just calm as ever. And by the time kickoff started, um, the weather had cleared up, and then they just cruised. But that was, it was a really interesting, you know, kind of point for a coach because – You don't know how teams are going to react when you get those kinds of things happening. But, you know, through their head coach, uh, Kelly was just like, man, these girls are relaxed. And as soon as the weather cleared, it was like, we got a shot here because these girls are loose and ready to go. Um, And one other thing I want to mention, because we, we talk about some of the fun things that these teams do, right? Well, the cutthroat women have a something they call the alphabet apps. You ever heard of this?
2: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. Um, <clears throat> so basically, it's an ab workout that they do before every game. And so what what they have to do is they, they lie on their back, okay? They put their feet in the air, and they write with their feet in the air while lying on their back. But they have to write, beat whomever they're playing, okay? The next, you know, beat uh, Bishop Kelly. I'm not playing Bishop Kelly. But beat Bishop Kelly. And then three exclamation points. But they got to write that out with their feet in the air. They're laying on their back doing it. And it really is a, an ab workout for them. And, you know, they, they do it uh, sometimes in the hallway of their hotels. Um, but it's something that they do and that without fail faithfully. And one time this year they had back-to-back games. And so in between games they're laying on the ground looking like, ding dongs with their feet up in the air kicking it around and they don't know if they're nobody knows if they're getting punished or what's <laughs> happening uh but that's a little fun tradition uh that they have and it's uh, the girls at the community school that that came up with that and they do it and uh you know those are the fun things that you hear about with a team that just kind of really bonds teams together and that was something that the uh the girls at the community school did i thought that was kind of fun
1: yeah, well, we're now going to dive into something that's the opposite of fun, and that is Max Prep's ranking. So <laughs> congratulations again to the community school and the Alphabet Abs Brigade. That's a, that's a really cool story. Yeah, so, I think you found the title,
0: uh, maybe yes. one of the possible titles.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> That are stabbing balls of ice. I'm not sure yeah. yet. So, uh, all right. So, let's, Scott, you're the athletic director at Jerome High School. I think most people who tune into the prep cast know that. We're uh-huh. going to bring in another athletic director as a guest uh, on this week's show to talk about uh, the Max Preps rankings and the headaches that causes, particularly when it came to the football playoffs, which start this weekend. So, let's welcome in uh, to the show Brady Trankel, the athletic director at Minico High School. Brady, thanks for joining us.
2: Appreciate y'all having me.
1: What do you think uh, about the Alphabet Abs Challenge? You want to do that with us?
2: <laughs> I wish I could even get to A on that. <laughs> a lot of respect I have here in that story. I I think that's pretty impressive. Basketball season's right around the corner. If it worked for them, why can't my team try it?
0: So, well, I tell you what, Brady, I'll 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 issue you a challenge to put your boys on their backs, middle of the floor, right in the middle of pregame warm-ups, doing the Alphabet Abs. I mean, it's only 10 minutes to get in high school.
2: You gotta remember that. I don't know if ten minutes is long enough for my team to do that, but uh, well we can, do, we can do it out in the hallway during the JV game.
0: Well and that's assuming good. that everybody that's assuming that everybody's a good speller too, right? Because I mean really that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I,
2: I'm not going there. I, I I feel like my whole team's got a better GPA than I ever did. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not that,
0: talking about you specifically. I'm talking about like the, the whole exercise in general.
2: I understand. I, <laughs> I, 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 hey, it was a very impressive story. I got to commend them on that. That's yeah. It worked for them. It worked for them. No question. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. So we wanted to bring Brady on to talk about, and he's obviously the boys basketball coach at Minico, which starts a little bit later on in November. But right now, football is the talk of the town uh, at Minico High School because the Spartans. First of all, congratulations on on winning the Great Basin Conference once again, uh, defeating Twin Falls Friday night. Getting. Uh, an auto bid to state and at certain points throughout the weekend, as you looked at the bracket and you looked at the max prep rankings, Minico was the three seed overall. And you thought, okay, that's, that's a pretty fair assessment. Then all of a sudden, like midway Sunday, it had swapped and Minico all of a sudden was the four seed and Sandpoint had leapfrogged them as the three seed, And it was, it was very confusing as it was all happening in real time. So Brady, uh, I wanted you to tell us what your experience was going through all of that on Sunday. And then and then we can talk about what Scott found out when he contacted sure. some people at Max Preps.
2: Well, I know uh, there's a whole lot of confusion with coaches where you know at one point I think our coach thought we had Bonneville, and then it flipped to Skyview, and then it was to Valley View, and then back to Skyview, and it was just a whole but I think every coach that was in was going through that, you know. Um, I know, I think Skyline had a few, you know, in there where it was changing, but um, it, it's interesting. You know, one, Sandpoint very much deserves the three. We've we we've said it. They're very good. They're very proven program. Um, Skyline obviously deserves a two. Uh, and BK's been where they've been all year for a reason. You know, so all the teams are good that are in, you know, and, and it was just, it was a headache be honest with you on Sunday, trying to figure out, well, when's it going to come out? We knew it was going to come out in the afternoon. Obviously, you know, you guys had posted what you had and and everybody was looking at that. And then randomly when it came out, we were like, well, what did we do wrong? Because the only thing I know after my discussions with max preps a year ago was the only cover you can have is 15. They don't look beyond 15 points. Right. But we all know there's a spread on Cal preps and we covered everything as far as that went going on the road and beating a 7 and 1 team in their place and we dropped but then it was a week ago where we were the 4 seed and we bounced to the 3 after a bye you know and that's literally what just happened with Sandpoint where they went from the 5 jumped all the way to 3 after having a bye week in week 9 you know whether i don't know if it was a bye or they lost that was the game maybe they lost the team from Washington to get to play them but um, you know, I think it was just interesting. I kind of, you know, as a coach myself, hey, those guys prepare on Sundays. Those high school coaches, they take their whole day and and, and they'll stay away from their families and they'll go get ready for the week. And it's the biggest week of the year. And you know, I think those coaches. I, th- I don't think the the brackets came out till four thirty. I remember right in the afternoon, where mm-hmm. it was we were at twelve thirty a three, and then bounced to a four, and there was confusion with schedules popping up and people playing different people. And obviously I think Scott will get into that a little bit, but um, yeah, let's just say my phone was dinging a lot with parents. I have two of the football players that actually live in my house. So I'm a parent and the athletic director. And I got my coach who's texting and calling me nonstop, who has about a four week old child in his house. And, you know, it was just, it was a whole lot. And, 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 you know, I don't remember previous years being this way. You know, last year we got the three seed. Maybe that played a toll in where we lost first round. You never know. I don't know. Even though it was a year ago, you just never know. And I worked for the NC two A long enough. I know how this stuff works. There's certain matchups people want to see, and uh, you know, it, it's you know, Scott. Obviously, obviously, you're gonna fill us in on what you know more. But uh, I'm just, I'm not a fan of it. I've said it from day one. I don't like it. I don't think. I don't know if there's a better solution to this. I don't know. Um, I know how Idaho used to do it. That is not a good way. So, you know, is this a way to go? I mean, there's there's. – I'll tell you what, Idaho Falls is a pretty good 2-17 and seven team that got left out. I will say that. I mean, that, that was a – that's the toughest league hands down in the state, top to bottom. And their schedule – I mean, their strength of schedule ended the year at number seven in the state with an 8.8, and they didn't get in. And you look at some of the teams ahead of them with their strength of schedule, and you're like – And did we really get the right 16 in? Are they really the right place seated? You know, I thought last year they actually did a good job with ending the way the state championship did and who was in the final four. And I thought it was pretty good. And this year I'm just kind of looking at it going, wow, we got a pretty good team sitting out on the sideline to end of their season on a Sunday afternoon, wondering if they were going to get in, you know, and, you know, Skyview, I mean, guys, they got a 14 seed, and their strength of schedule is four in the state. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy think about it you know and us having valley view who actually valley view has one of the highest strength of schedule in our whole league and playing everybody tight and scoring a lot of points so you know max preps may be right at the end of the day it's just extremely confusing on how they determine this which when they can't even explain it but yet us as athletic directors like scott is we're the ones that are supposed to have the answers and if we can't get the right answers all we can say is I really don't know. Just cover by 15. That's the best thing I can tell you. You know, try to win by 15 every game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And and I'll tell you real quick on our end at IdahoSports.com, We on Saturday, uh, we went and checked the max preps rankings because that's how the bracket was going to be seated and filled out. And then we went and checked and made sure every Idaho score was put in because we didn't want to put out a bracket and then have it changed. This is the exact reason why we did that. And I, we looked and said, okay, all the scores are in we gave max preps the 24 hours it needs to figure out the formula and we felt pretty good about okay these are the matchups and so i i shared that frustration on sunday when the matchups and it wasn't just at 4a but it changed it at sure. all sorts of classifications that part was frustrating to me because the basically we had been not told but what we had thought was okay by saturday we should have a pretty good idea and that that things were still changing so late on Sunday. I definitely get that, that frustration. So uh, Scott, last year you reached out to max preps to kind of ask them, Hey, how does this all work? And because it was new and they had some answers for you, but they also had some answers where they were like, yeah, we we don't know a hundred percent. So maybe just give us a quick refresher course on what you learned last year. And then we can talk about what you learned this year.
0: Okay. Yeah. So when we took over max preps, the state of Idaho, and adopted that as our system for seeding. Yeah, definitely it was a step in the right direction as far as getting away from a system that just was not working. Um, So it is better, doesn't mean it can't be better than it is. And it needs to be tweaked in some areas. I I think the biggest, I guess, uh, problem that people have is they don't know the formula. Nobody knows the formula as to what goes into what to create these matchups, you know, uh, Max Preps is tied to Cal Preps, you know, and so basically, whatever formula Cal Preps is using, Max Preps has adopted it, and so it's almost like Max Preps is in the middle between Cal Preps and everybody else that's using Max Preps, if that makes sense, right? And so, when asked, I mean, obviously, the the, the state of Idaho. Um, I just say they don't know the formula that's being used as far as how to seed things. They don't know what percentage is being put on strength of schedule. They don't know uh, anything along that. So we called max preps last year. Okay, what's the formula? They didn't know. They just knew they were tied to cow preps, you know? And so I think that is a huge frustration for a lot of people because they don't know what to expect, you know? Because I mean, you've got a lot of nerdy pencil coaches and ADs out there that would love to just sit down and crunch some numbers and realize, hey, this is where it should be. And, and, uh, and I know, Brady, you're like that. Um, I'm like that. You know, We'll sit down and we'll try to figure it out ourselves. But if we don't have a formula, it's hard to do that. You know? And so that created some problems. And so what we learned last year was we're going to take this system, which is better, and we're going to use it. But we don't know the formula. And that hasn't changed uh, because I talked to him again yesterday about this specific situation because you know the longer we use it the more things are going to come up that are going to need answered and this was one of them now I'll preface what I'm about to say by saying this and Brady you'll agree with me minico doesn't care where they're at it's not right. about getting the seed they they could care less if they're the 4 seed 3 seed 16 seed it, they're in the, they're in there they got to take care of business your coaches know that you know that this is not anybody crying foul or anything like that at all, because Minico's good, Sandpoint's good, they're all good, okay? But what it did do was raise a question, because here we are, like you said, Saturday rolls around, okay? Scores are in for Idaho, okay? There was one score that wasn't in, but that was a -A 1A-D-2 game that had no effect on us, okay? But as far as Idaho, all scores were in on Saturday. Well, this is where... CalPREPS takes over because CalPREPS does an automatic update on Tuesdays and Sundays. But here's, here's the problem. When they updated things on Sunday, there was a score. Now, this is what I was told last night. There was a score that was not put in, and nobody knows where this was coming from. And it doesn't have to be directly tied to Idaho because when you connect the dots through this, this CalPREPS stuff, I mean, really, it could have been a school in Alaska that played a school in Arizona that played a school in Texas that played a school in Oregon that played a school in Washington that played a school in Idaho. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 everything changes. That could have been what happened. And in fact, that was the scenario that I presented to them, said, "Okay, so is this a possibility trying to be as ridiculous as I could? And they said, well, yeah, that is a possibility. We just don't know where that happened, but a score got put in in another state that the domino effect happened and it affected that Sandpoint and Minico ranking. Now, Sandpoint, obviously they played Alta High School in Utah uh, to open the season. They lost uh, 16 to 15 and Minico played uh, a school in Utah and, and lost a close one as well. So there's, there's a tie there to Utah, but nobody can tell where that score went in that affected everything when they ran an automatic update on Sunday. Now the other thing that plays a part in this, and 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 this is where we can have a discussion on whether or not this should affect Idaho, is that the state of Utah has already started their playoffs. They're a week in, right? So their playoff scores can actually affect the Idaho rankings, right? Because. Let's say that you you've got your tournament in Idaho or excuse me in Utah. They're already week one in, right, Brady? Yeah. Yeah. And so here we go with their field of let's say 16 teams, and they put a score in. Well, that's gonna affect the update that's run on Sunday. You know, and and how fair is that when you've got a team that's in the playoffs, right? In another state and their score goes in and it's affecting Idaho. But let's say you played a team in the regular season that didn't make the playoffs. They don't have a score to put in. I mean, what, what's the difference? And this comes right back to maybe the formula that we don't know sure. who is affecting what and how. And well, so you're right.
2: You hit it right on the head right there, Scott. I mean, I think, I don't think there's any question that had something to do with it. Um, you know, let's don't throw Blackfoot out of this equation. I mean, you know, Blackfoot's the, uh, the five and they were the four last week, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're exactly right. I mean, Alta won in their first round game and then the two Utah schools we played, um, Beaver and Ridgeline both won theirs too. So they're all still playing. I mean, I think you'll okay. see a difference after this week where if I cause I don't think we're required to put our scores in after this week, if I remember right. Um, cause they're already got the final in. Um, but that's a good question. I guess you'll see it this week. If Mm -hmm. we, if we all go play and you know, you take the winners and then let's see where these Utah schools or some schools, Wyoming's probably starting theirs. And we have some schools like I know Shelly went over and played star Valley. Um, I know Wood River in three A is playing. I think they played Jackson hole this year. Um, Some of those Boise schools are playing Oregon, Washington schools, you know, just like up North, they're playing Oregon, Washington schools. it will be interesting to see if they shift, you know, based on how that goes too, because then, then you did just see part of the formula. It's everybody's tied. It's some, you know, it's a Kevin Bacon effect. We're all, everybody's tied in yeah. football somehow, you know, and, and uh you know, maybe if it comes to that, maybe IHSA has got to get on board and make ADs responsible to put the scores in the night after the game. Like we're supposed to in basketball, they want scores in immediately. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, put it in the hands of the, of the ADs to control that part. And I don't want to put more work on ADs because obviously I'm one of them, but you know, some coaches they're not having a very good year and they're getting beat. It's not as important for them to maybe put them in as it would be for us or a skyline or a Blackfoot or a sample, you know, or go down the list to Bishop Kelly. Um, And we have to take responsibility of getting it in. It has to be in that night, whoever the home team is, you got to get it in. Because yeah. since we're tied in the scheduling, if, you know, we're playing Valley View, well, if their coach puts the score in before my coach, it actually comes up on our max preps page. So we really don't have to put it in unless it happens to be wrong, but it never is. You know, she's 99%. It's right. But maybe that's something that needs to be done. We're in football. You're dealing with one game a week. Basketball, mm-hmm. soccer, volleyball. You're dealing with multiple games in a week. Okay. But football is one game away. How hard is it to honestly get it in after a game? Like seriously, it takes yeah. I have to do it in basketball. It takes five seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I know what goes on after games, but I know ours goes in quick. And I look you go home, you look up scores that night, man. They're pretty good about getting them in. So yeah. I have a hard time understanding all that stuff. I, I think logistically it has to do with the out of state games because that's our only tie. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to play any of the Boise Valley schools. Um, you know, we're we're in the same situation. The standpoint is too. Where scheduling is probably pretty hard for them where they're located. You know, they actually get the opportunity to play more five A's because up there there's more five A's than four A's. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. we're at, which Scott, you've been to, Brandon, you've been here. We don't have anybody around us. It's us and Burley, and then Twins right down the road. And these are all league non-conference. We don't have anybody, so we actually have to constantly hunt for games. So, you know, I get a little frustrated when sometimes somebody says, and somebody's going to listen to this podcast and says, well, make your strength of schedule harder. All right, well, it, I didn't get it done until June. We had it. We had a great schedule set. I mean, I'll be honest with you all. And We had Valley View on it at one point. We had Shelly on it at one point. And there was some miscommunication amongst um, somebody that does this stuff where it got jumbled where in June we only had seven games. We only had seven games where we got lucky to even find century, which, you know, obviously they didn't have the best year. They're a young team, new coach, but they did have a high strength of schedule. We did get century on there. And this is where the Ridge line came in. They needed a game. We needed a game in the same week. But like, do you fault the, the Boise Valley if they don't travel this way to play somebody like us when they've got all those five A's and four A's up there? You can't fault them with the cost of travel right now. You can't fault them. You go over to mm-hmm. IF Pokey, they got all the five A's and six A's there. They play each other. I know they had a, a thing amongst them where they all agreed to play each other. And if you look at their schedule, they're getting pretty good five A games where we we're fortunate enough to get a zero weekend versus Thunder Ridge who actually started off the year really strong, but it's football went through a whole bunch of injuries that affected them where early won some big games and then lost some close ones to some very good teams like skyline. And then, you know, they struggle at the end because of injuries. Mm-hmm. So can IHSAA play effect in our scheduling too and see to it like, well, hey, maybe get us some some games where we, like last year we we're playing at Middleton. We had a two-year thing with them, right? They go 5A. They don't need to play us anymore. That's the thing. You know, mm-hmm. where up there you look at like you know, Bishop Kelly's Hey, they could go play the Capitals, the, the Centennials, I think. They got Lake City to come down because Lake City – I I think Lake City came down. Not sure where it was. But, you know, talking about a 5A up north, um, you know, some people are just where their location is going to help them as far as that goes. So anybody that listens and talks about, well, make your schedule stronger, well, come try to do our schedule one time. It's not easy yeah. um, with our location. And our mm-hmm. league was a lot better this year. Scott, you're in the league. I mean yeah. – Hey, Burley had a great year. Twin had a great year. Canyon Ridge had one of the best years probably in their existence of their school. You know, Canyon Ridge yeah. did. And, you know, obviously Jerome and Mountain Home, you you know, Mountain Home was in the tournament last year. You guys lost a lot of kids, you know, and Wood River leaving the league. It opened up another non-conference game for us for all try to get stronger teams. And, you know, it's it, it's just – it's a little bit rough when you're trying to figure out what to do to help your kids. How do yeah. we help them? Hey, four seed, we're happy with the four seed. A lot of people, they're looking at this and saying, man, I'd love to be a, the four if are the seven or the eight. Hey, we're ecstatic for it. We're ready for mm-hmm. it. But it was just, I think, the heartache of seeing it literally happen within seconds where all the kids thought there were three, and then 4.30 hits and, oh, you're the four. And mm-hmm. our coach, honestly, was already watching film on Skyview, Bonneville, and randomly, you know, we get valid View who, hey, they're that's a scary team we have coming in here, and our kids know it. And yeah, you know, firsthand, based on last year, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Last year, they came in here and had an unbelievable game plan and scheme. Coaches did an amazing job, and they knocked us off, and we were the three seed. Maybe that had something to do with it, you, you know? Yeah. So, hey, we're not taking anything for granted. We're happy where we're at. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, it'd be nice as an athletic director at a high school to be able to answer that question when those parents come at me. Because, Scott, I'm sure you know, they, they don't come very happy at us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they're not mad at us, but they want an wow. answer, and we can't give it. And then yeah. when we make the call and we can't get the answer, I'm not saying me and you're the smartest human beings yeah. at all, but we do know sports a little bit. Uh, but, you know, this just reminds me of of just, you know, I was a college coach. You guys know that. It just reminds me so much of some of the stuff you dealt with with the NC2 and JCA, trying to figure out polls. They went solely on – strength of schedule, the whole BCS stuff going on right now, it's really tied into that with, with what we're doing here. And they got some good seeds in here, you know, but maybe there's one or two off. Might Maybe it's not us. Honestly, I said this. Blackfoot could just have been the three over us or Sandpoint. Yeah, I mean, they really could. Yeah. Their strength of schedule is ridiculous. I mean, that that schedule over there is, you know, oh, yeah. we'd yeah. love to have. We'd yeah. love to try it. Well, yeah. oh, you look
0: at Sandpoint. I mean, they're playing Utah, Coeur d'Alene, uh, Colville, Washington. You right. know, they're playing, obviously, Lake City, Lakeland, Moscow, Skyview, Lewiston. I mean, yeah. Yeah, their strength of schedule up there is yeah. a lot different. It is. And but, they only but, got but I will say this, Brady, you know, the thing about this whole thing that was, I guess, setting people off was could have been solved with maybe some communication. Sure, I agree. If, if anybody would have said, hey, you can check all weekend, but Cal Preps runs a Sunday afternoon update. Yeah. So just be ready. Don't put anything in stone. But but right. that was never said. And, and it makes me wonder if anybody knew.
2: Well, you know, we all know it gets updated on Sundays, Tuesday, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. We, we all knew. I think it's just when all the scores get in, it's sometimes when people think that's when it gets updated when you're clicking on a, you know you go to jerome web you know, part of the max preps and you see their score at 10:30 on a friday night right mm-hmm. then you look i think they think it gets updated then i mean we all know when it gets updated the coaches know um but i think they just assumed sunday was getting updated earlier and then when it flipped all of a sudden cuz honestly i think it flipped that 2ish 2:30 and then at 4:30 is when it was finally official you know mm-hmm. um so we actually had time to let it all settle in and realize, okay, here's who you got. But, you know, it's just, to me, it's frustrating when we all can't explain it. And we all talk amongst everybody, you know, I mean, there's ADs. I talk from the East, the West to the North, and we all have the same confusion on it, you know, and obviously, you know, it, it worked out in favor of some people, but when you're sitting there saying, man, look at our strength of schedule and we are a five and four team. And somehow we're the 12 seed. You know, I mean, look at our strength of schedule and say that, hey, we did upset a team like Skyliner. We did upset, you know, somebody like Shelly, like they went through two weeks ago, you know, or even like look at Shelly, for instance. Look at They got the third strength of schedule, ranked third, right? Look at who they played non-conference. I mean, they didn't hesitate. They went in and played a very good Burley team on the road, lost it on the last second, you know, uh, pass. Um, and you're sitting there looking at it saying, okay, they lose the last two weeks to two very good teams. And they went from being the two, two of the two guaranteed in to the third, based on how they do their tiebreaker over there. Cause it was a three-way tie for second. Now had Shelly got that look where that pops Blackfoot back to. And Hillcrest could even be even lower than that. And you're talking those three teams, they're legit. They're good.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are
2: very good four a teams right there. And you just, and it was all based on Max Preps. They went off the Max Preps ranking and it just be happened to be set where there was Blackfoot, then Shelly, then Hillcrest. And that's how they got the basis of that on a three way tie. And, you know, it's one of those things where I would just like to know, just like you would, Scott and Baney, there's no question you would. What is the whole thing? Like, we, we got to get it down. Like, I want it in writing. I mean, I can actually study it. I don't want to hear that what well, we really don't know. Well, your company is the one setting the future of kids, right? Mm-hmm. And of all yeah. of our sports in Idaho. It just went through soccer, went through volleyball, right? Well, give us the whole breakdown of where it comes from instead of, well, the 15 points that I initially got, because that's the best explanation I can give. Mm-hmm. When you give it and then it happens and you prop, it's a hard, mm-hmm. it's hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, I mean, I'd like something just like they asked me one time, did you watch the video? Yeah, I did. I want it in layman terms. though. I want it where I'm a five year old and I'm going to try to learn this. That's how I want to be able to read it, because really, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be something this difficult, because when it is this difficult, that creates questions. And when you have questions with no answers, that creates frustration. You know, I mean. Sandpoint could be frustrated. They didn't get the two looking at their stuff, too. Let's remember that. (laughs) Skyline could be frustrated. They didn't get a one. I mean, honestly, let's call it what it is. You know what? Skyline didn't win their league last year. They get the sixth seed, and they're the two-time defending state champions with four-star recruit going to Oregon. I mean, a very good team. And you talk about a schedule. I watched them play that Utah team up in Rexburg earlier this year, guys. That team they were playing probably going to win a state title in Utah. In a 5A division that's loaded up there, which that's where Alta is, that Sandpoint played, you know, that 5A division that is loaded. And so I just, I want it, I want it cut and dry. And I think that's where it's got to get to at some point. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen today. There's no answers that we have to get. It is what it is. Games are coming yeah. this Friday. Teams are ready. Yeah. Coaches are ready. Us ADs, yeah. obviously, we're trying to be ready, you know, but. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's a simple cut and dry thing that we need to try to determine. And I really think some of us as ADs, maybe, I don't know. We Obviously we got our football meeting November 7th in Boise that all of us go to, and maybe there can be a little bit of resolve to help the coaches. Because I promise you there are 16 coaches that were preparing for the wrong team at one point on Sunday.
0: That was, you know, that was going to be my next point, Brady. It's like, you know, nobody's, Nobody's crying like crazy foul or anything like that. It just it just highlighted a little glitch in in something. Yeah. But from a coaching standpoint, you know, and and I've been coaching sports here for almost thirty years. You've been coaching. Heck, I coached against you when you played in high school. Right. Yeah, you know, tell, tells you how old we are. Probably oh, um, too. <laughs> yeah, I was coaching the other team, trying to figure out how to stop Brady Trinkle. But uh, the the point is, from a coaching standpoint, you want as much time to prepare you know as you can get and and if if that set us back a good 24 hours it did. on it prep did. and so now all of a sudden we have our football coaches preparing for the wrong team throughout the weekend and then it flips and now within a matter of hours Sunday late afternoon you've got to start preparing for somebody completely different
2: right no you question. know I,
0: I just think from a coach's standpoint that is probably one of the most frustrating parts
2: well you know as well as I do The successful teams are the ones that have coaches, and this is football. They got a scheme. There's coaches who do it down for down, possession by possession. They're fully prepared, so their players are fully prepared. I mean, you know, I mean, I've always had the most respect for football coaches and the time they put in, and they're spending a lot of time away from their families for a very minimal stipend. Yep. You know, in high school, and I, you know, and I think that was the one thing. I know my coach. We talked about it. He was not complaining, but he'd already watched film on three other teams before we finally got to who we finally had. And then he was starting all over, you know. And, you know, maybe, you know, some people are going to say, well, they jumped the gun. They did this. All we hear is afternoon. We don't get a specific time, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it is. We get the email. is, Hey, they'll be updated in the afternoon. No, no, it should be by a time so then everybody knows, hey, I don't have to look till 2 o'clock or I don't have to look till 2.30. Right. Don't give us afternoon because afternoon could roll all the way into 5, 5.30, you know, something like that where, you know, just it helps them. You know, I mean, uh, I think it's one of those things where some of those coaches like I know, like with my coach, when that game ended at twin, the first thing he says to me after he gets, he's with his players, he goes, so where do you think we'll be? <laughs> and I looked at him. I went like, man, you just went eight and one which means you are 17 and one in regular season over the last two years. You're 28 years old. You're young. Go enjoy this. You know, I'm looking at him like, go, go enjoy it. And he was all ripping and roaring and ready to go watch film and do this and get ready for whoever. And his staff was all on board. And I'm just looking at him like guys go enjoy it tomorrow afternoon. That's all we know. And you know, he's calling me at 7 a.m. You know, it's just, that's my coach and you know him. I mean, he's yeah. energetic and ready to roll. And, you know, and I, and I really felt for him and the kids just because of the confusion of not knowing where you're at. And, mm-hmm. and I almost wonder if it's one of those that could happen that night, you know, in all honesty, you could have all the scores get in that night and you could have just looked at it. And I think some of us could have determined where some people should have been based on some wins that night. I, I really think we could have. Mm-hmm. We might have been the six in some mm-hmm. eyes, which is okay. We would have accepted it. But I just think it's uh it's a it's a lot of heartache going into probably the most hands down, the most important week for 16 teams. No question. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So yeah, you, you mentioned a couple a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Uh so communication could be better from max preps to the IHSAA and from the IHSAA to its member schools. Last year there were teams that uh, got forfeit wins. And originally we've always put a forfeit in is two nothing, right? That's the that's the generic score. Well coaches didn't know that oh max preps is based on 15. So they were putting in two nothing. And then word got out, I think a lot of, because of the podcast we did, Scott, and then a lot mm-hmm. of those two, nothing forfeits got changed to, Oh, 15, nothing. Cause that'll help her. But that, that wasn't communicated to anyone. Sure. The the second point I wanted to make and the frustrating part with Utah is if you look on max preps website, they have a little article, Oh, how the max preps rankings work. And it really doesn't tell you anything, but sure. <laughs> it does say it does say down at the bottom, playoff wins are weighted higher than regular season games. Right. So those Utah playoff games um could have really boosted both Minico and Sandpoint right. past other deserving teams. I personally don't like that. Sure. I, I if I think if Utah's playing in their playoffs, we, we have to have a way to shut that off and not tabulate those results. And there should be a way to customize the formula so where it fits best for idaho schools and then the frustrating part is utah uses its own in-house rpi system anyways that has nothing to do with max preps when they figure out how they're going to seed their tournaments so utah doesn't even use max preps yet it's their max preps results that are now affecting us here in idaho it's
0: just frustrating only there was was an idaho company that could do power rankings in rpi if only there was one (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately. And, and you know, the other thing with max preps and the other sports, you know, soccer, volleyball, basketball, things like that. Uh, the way the state tournament is calculated is only on your regular season max preps ranking. So it doesn't really matter what you do with districts. It doesn't improve your standing at state. So what does every coach do when you get to districts? Well, we're, we're just going to stop putting in scores because they don't, they don't count for anything anymore. Right. So why do we have to do it? Um, yet we're seeing in football the opposite happening and it having an adverse reaction. Well, no, so. I
2: mean, look at – just take Burley, for instance, last year in boys' basketball. I mean, they beat us and turn around and go and win at Jerome, which that would boost you in max preps, just that road win period. And I believe, Scott, that was your only home loss, wasn't it, mm-hmm. last year? And a team that went 12-0 in the league, and and – would they have been the seven seed at state? Cause I believe that's what they were. Would that have put them a little bit ahead? Had you been able to put that in? You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm just spitballing on that too. I mean, maybe that's, you know. Well, that and like and that's part good.
0: of that's part of the formula that we don't know. Yeah. You know, that's part of what we need to know is like, are these Utah playoff games affecting us? And according to the people that I talked to, they seem to think so, but they're not sure. Because like I said, it's all tied to Cal Preps. Right. Nobody knows, yeah. right. you know. And so if that's the case, that's something that Idaho should know. Because if that is happening, then Idaho should be, hey, we are running our, our rankings at 8 a.m. Saturday morning, and that's going to be it. Right. So this these updates that happen over the weekend, that's not going to affect us. These are our final rankings, 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Ignore everything else because all scores should have been in. We're not letting anything else affect us anymore. And that's part of what I think needs to happen uh, to avoid this mess that happened over the weekend.
2: Yeah. Well, did, did you say it happened in other divisions too, Bainey? I think you said there was there something in 3A that there was a lot of confusion on
1: yeah there was a there was three a and then like the one a d one also had some teams get switched around a little bit also. so uh yeah it de- it definitely happened uh across most of the classifications. and so yeah i th- I think uh the formula could be tweaked, could be better. We're on the right path, like you guys said and and again, the bottom line is is it didn't really cost anybody anything significant right. this year, but right. but it could.
2: It, it, yeah, it could well, you know, I mean, just something to hit on too. I mean, you know, just it was it was two years ago. You know, uh, Skyline won that first title that year. Our non-conference games we only got three. Our non-conference games were Skyline, Middleton, Sandpoint. That was I, I know Sandpoint and Middle and and uh, Skyline were two of the final four teams that year. But we couldn't go play Sandpoint because that was the really bad air quality year. You mm-hmm. guys remember how fun that was dealing with and. That drive up there, I just – no way I could send my team with what their air quality was. But we actually had that two-year contract with them. And it was – we are going there and they were coming here and obviously we couldn't make it. And we wanted the game just like they did because it would have boosted both of us big time. Well, we couldn't play it, so we both lost a game off our schedule and we had to go take each other off, which dropped us and dropped them big time. And, you know, it hurt them in their seat. Had we went and played the game and they beat us, Covered that 15, they might have been the one seed that year, guys. You know, and that was something that it should have played in effect. But that was the year they said, you know, if it was COVID or like the air quality, we all know how that works. Um, it goes as a no contest. We don't win anything on a no contest, but yet we're still on your schedule. So can our schedules at least help each other? You see what I'm saying? And you know, it's just we don't know the answer to that. You know, we don't know an answer because. There's some things in there that they, I, I swear, I feel like it's like they don't want to tell us max preps does. That's how I feel. Like, we just don't want to tell you, you know, we're told in the state of Idaho, when you hit postseason, don't put your scores in, they won't be calculated. And we are told that. Right. But other States are putting it in because max preps does do a final after all the state championships, they do do a final max preps ranking. And, you know, like with us, we lost the Valley View. I think we dipped from third all the way to ninth when we got beat out in the final poll of of four A. Rightfully so, and we understand that. But we're not supposed to put the scores in, is what we're told, right? But if somebody's still playing and they're putting it in, it's still affecting us. It that's got to be that's got to be part of the answer to it that that somebody's got to address. It just has to be addressed so somebody doesn't lose a seed that they should have had. Because we never know how it went down this year. But at least for the future, we can have an idea now, you know. And some of these questions can be answered where they're not going to affect basketball. They're not going to affect softball. They're not going to affect baseball. You know, because there's some teams I've seen get into state tournaments. And I look at their schedule and I'm like, how are they a seven seed? I'm looking at who they played and I'm like, that's a pretty big time strength to schedule with my eye test. And, you know, Scott, I've talked about this. I'm a big eye test guy. I'm not going to rely on a computer to do my stats. I'm not going to rely on a computer to tell me how good my team is. I'm not real analytical, but I know my eyes have worked pretty good for 30 something years of being around sports, you know Um, just like other coaches where I don't need a computer to tell me my team's good. I know we're good. You know what I mean? And I know we should be here, you know, and that's how people should feel. And that eye test would be hard because obviously, you know, if you put a committee together, people are going to be biased because they are where they're from or how you like people to play. Like at Minico, everybody knows we're going to run 40 times a game. Maybe you don't like that smash mouth kind of football. Maybe you want to see the, you know, 40, 40 pass attempts, you know, um, like some teams do. And that's what you like, the high scoring type stuff. So you're not going to rate a team like us really high or a team like Shelly really high just based on how they play, but you know, they're good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And So I don't know what the true answer is guys. I know I've discussed it with both of you kind of on the side, but like, I don't know what the true answer is, but it'd be nice if we just had answers to give us the reasons, what you totally look at, because all we're concerned with now is strength of schedule. That's the only thing ever on my mind now is, oh, man, if I play this team, is it going to hurt or help my team? And I got to look at it that way where, guys, I think it was just two years ago where Century was really good in football. And, you know, and they struggled to have numbers this year, you know. And and so how do you how do you view it, especially when football, it's a two-year contract you have with people. You know, how do, how do you view it to help you where when you're not in an area like we're at, you're just not going to get anybody that wants to come and play at Manico. You know, maybe we could go get eight road games and one home game. I don't know. But <laughs> – not getting a lot of people to come here with the cost of everything right now. It's it's it, I just can see it in the future. And things aren't going to get better for a long time, and we all know that. So we're all in it for the kids. How do we help the kids? How do we make sure all of these kids that from the DKS all the way to the Canyon Ridges 1 through 16 that made it, make sure they get all they can out of this to where when they leave, that's an enjoyable experience because it is pretty prestigious to be able to play in a tournament Late in the year, because you earned the right to be there. Definitely. And it's unfortunate not everybody can be in it. Like, you know, in the state of Kansas, everybody makes the postseason, guys. They put them in it, they take off that last week. And I know, like my son, he was at a 6A school. He had four extra games at the end with 32 teams in it. They made it all the way to the semis. And you know what? It made a lot of fun, but everybody was in it. So what you're playing for is a seed, not just to be in it. And so that made it pretty interesting. That made it actually a lot of fun, you know? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I know I'm just kind of spitballing mm-hmm. to you guys right now, but you know, you know, I'm very opinionated on some things, but you know, I mean, I know we're looking forward to this tournament and everybody that's in it deserved to be in it. And there's some teams out that deserve to be in it too. Mm-hmm. you know. And I wish it could be where everybody's in it because I think it'd make it more interesting. But if you got to go off these max preps rankings that way, it's a little bit scary since we don't know the formula.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I'll make a couple of points and then I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, so you talked about the expanded playoffs in Kansas. You know, that's what Utah does. That's why they start so early yeah. because they have a much larger playoff field. Uh, second point is if I'm a team in East Idaho or even you guys at Minico, Brady, and now the word is yeah. out that those Utah playoff wins are going to count for more and boost you possibly above other teams. I'm scheduling two, maybe three Utah teams You're that right. I think could get to the playoffs and get wins. And I'm going to game the system. I'm going to find the glitch got in it. the system and use that to my advantage. So now that the wards out East you know, Idaho. Maybe the, is-
2: little, maybe the one thing you got to look at too, though, is when you play out of state schools, your in-state schools don't see you. And when there's awards at the end, individual and team awards and stuff, that can hurt your individual awards because teams don't get to see you. You know, the way, say, Idaho will do All-State or, you know, they're All-Conference, however you want to do it. It's media votes, coaches vote. If coaches don't see you. They're not going to vote for you. You know, and me, being a basketball coach, there's kids that come up on the All-State list to pick, right? I hadn't seen them unless I saw film on them because we never played them or were in a tournament with them so you also don't want to take away from your kids, you know, in that sense. But I mean, I agree with what you're saying. If, if teams are looking at it, that's why the rumble has always been something big for Minico to go to. And, you know, I think Sandpoint, that's where they played Alta at this year. I mean, they came all the way from up North to go in there and play, Yeah. you know, I mean, that's because it is a big thing. You're going to get a very good game there and the way they match them up is nobody's going to kill anybody. It's just, it is smash mouth and it is one of the funnest things you've ever been to. Um, but it also forced us to have to play zero week the last few years, you know, which that's very difficult to do, and you always question are our kids really ready without one one week of practice we're missing, jumping into this game already, you know. So, yeah, you know, I mean, we could talk all day on this, guys. I just appreciate you having me on. You know, I've been bugging you to get me on for a while. I talked to Scott all the time about it. You no, know, I appreciate it. I just, I just want to, say, I want to wish everybody luck in this. I think this is going to be a very fun, fun four A tournament. I think there's some huge games. Like I know I got to be at ours, but I'm telling you that Shelly Emmett game, that's going to be, that's going to be a good game right here. Yeah. That's one. Like I think I'm going to go watch on Idaho sports at night um, after our game. Cause I'm hoping you're there. Are you guys at that game?
1: Yeah. It's going to be audio, audio broadcast, well, but you'll be fun. able to tune in.
2: That's going to be a great game. I mean, that's something. So look, looking forward to this tournament and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. I'm just hoping uh, we don't have a repeat of last year, which I I, I really hope that doesn't happen. You know, nope, so.
0: I'll be there for the call of your game on I got Friday, you,
2: man. I, I know right. You know right where to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: All right.
1: So, well, this, this was a good discussion. Good think tank for sure. And again, we're not complaining. We just, we want people to know what's going on. We want everyone to have the same information that we get. Uh, so everyone kind of has an idea of, you know, what exactly is going on. And so, uh, Brady Tranquil, athletic director at Minico. High. Th- thanks for hopping on and, and joining us. We really appreciate it. I
2: appreciate you guys. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, uh, see you later, Brady.
2: All right. See ya. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right, Scott. So there you go. Pretty interesting conversation about max preps. I guess every October we'll do this (laughs) moving forward. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. Um, The the last point I'll make on this, and this is something I think we talked about last year is that the IHSAA, I think could go to max preps and say, Hey, you work for us. We're not happy with the way it's going. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't, Give us the exact formula, because for as many calls as as Brady took and as you took, uh, Mike Federico, who is is a great guy and, you know, works at the IHSAA, I mean, he took tenfold phone calls about all of this. I can only imagine. And if I were were him or somebody else at the IHSAA and I'm getting all these calls, I would turn around and Max Preps and go, I need to know right now. So Mm -hmm. when people call me, I can say, this is the deal, because you work for us, and if it's not working, then you know, we, we'll we go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, if there was only an Idaho company that did something like this. So anyway, but I, you know, I think the, the bottom line of this is, you know, nobody's crying foul, right? Nobody is saying we should be ranked higher. We should be in the other side of the bracket. Nobody's saying anything like that. It's just, there's a couple of things when, with something new, that are going to pop up the more we use it. And this was another thing that popped up, but it does trace right back to what we talked about a year ago with this, nobody knows the formula. And if we did, you know, um, once we kind of get a couple of details worked out, then yeah, maybe we could have the formula in front of us and that would help us schedule things a little bit better. Or we shut it off at 8 a.m. on Saturday to where tournament games from another state don't affect us if that's happening, you know, or late scores or we don't, so we, this weekend was a little bit of mess when it came to Max Preps, and it doesn't sound like it was a a, a huge game changer, but it was a a, a, a glitch that kind of had a glaring, kind of bad feel to it. Just a bad vibe because here we are preparing for these teams, and all of a sudden, boom! No, that's not who you're going to play, and you're not that seed anymore. You know, and so I think. Those things can be worked out and tweaked. And I think that's what we need to focus on and find out what the stinking formula is.
1: Yeah. I, I think without that, we'll just continue to be in this same spot every year. So, mm-hmm.
0: okay. Uh That'll do it for this week's edition
1: of the magic Valley prep cast. You know, we didn't get to dive deep into any of the, the first round playoff matchups for football, but I mean, there's going to be some, several fantastic games. It all starts actually on Thursday night. We got a little eight man double dip for you from the magic Valley. Yep. Uh, Dietrich will be hosting Horseshoe Bend. We will have live video coverage of that game on IdahoSports.com. Paul Kingsbury. You? No, that'll be Paul Kingsbury. Oh, okay. Scotty, I'm going to Murtaugh
0: Thursday night for nice. Lighthouse
1: Christian and Murtaugh the rematch. So that should be really fun.
0: Um, nice. That's right. That's right. Well. So, I mean, we got a, a bunch of games uh, scheduled starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and yes. many of them with video. Um definitely all the audio that you want to hear.
1: Yes, uh, as of right now, 29 first round games, 21 will be on idahosports.com for the opening weekend of the playoffs, which is pretty good. And that's with yep. live bodies, people that know the teams, people mm-hmm. that broadcast all year long for these kids. And so yep. it's, it's going to be a great weekend if we Yeah, but
0: I'm sure. looking forward to getting back in it now. Uh over to uh, Minico to hit to do the play-by-play for that Valley View Minico game. And that one will be with video. Yes. So if you're listening and you want to watch that game on idahosports.com, you can get uh, you can get the whole gamut there. Video, great commentary, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Plus, there's all the history that we've been talking about with that game
1: yes definitely so so yes uh, if you want to see the whole list of games that we're covering for the opening round of the playoffs just click on the game streams tab it's right on the home page at idahosports.com all right thanks for tuning into the magic valley Prepcast, everybody for scott burton and brady trankel this week i'm brandon Bainey, and we will see you next time on idahosports.com.